What's up, guys? Here we are with another and new season with the Cardboard Cave podcast. And I am glad to be back here with the guys. Um, sadly, I don't have my glasses. We were going to be starting a little bit much more earlier, but due to that, an HDMI cable died and a bunch of updates from Windows, because why not? Um, we, it took us a little delay to get here, but it's still, we are all here. We got great topics um, for you guys tonight. If you guys see the title, we're going to talk about Wizard of the Coast. We're going to talk about a lot of things that are happening in the Magic Gathering community, including the new format called Alchemy, plus a couple of spoiler cards that were released um, uh, uh, throughout the day, because apparently there's somebody that's throwing out cards like like if it was Christmas in in July. But if you see me that I have a small delay in my camera, I'm so sorry about that. Um, I don't know. These new updates could have destroyed my settings but further ado let's go ahead and present all of our other hosts of gonna, gonna be part of it you, you guys know what i mean so here we go the one and only alejandro hey you disappeared from the ether for like a minute <laughs> but it's okay you're here it, it really yes you you totally froze I, did? And I was gonna be like okay i guess i'm gonna step in but then you appeared so it's cool it's cool oh we're all okay. here yeah. Yeah, I think this 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 new Windows up, update is horrible. Yeah. I just uh I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> um so no further ado, here we go with our favorite um mono black player. But wait, he's been playing Boros now, so I don't know if he changed, but you know, everybody every every now and then you can change your colors or your guild. So here we go, the one and only JP. It's still black. You still, I'm still reanimating stuff. Treason. Still stuff. Treason. <laughs> and might then seem like other brothers, but heathen. <laughs> hey, you should join Boros. You know, you should join blue. <laughs> it's the best color. You know, blue never. Blue is not a good color. <laughs> I have a spicy mono blue sacrifice deck brewing around. Ooh, I like that. Oh, now take out the sacrifice and just put twenty counters. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, fine, you're right. 30 and counters. <laughs> no win conditions. Just so, exactly. Counters. Just, no, just counters. No win conditions. <laughs> just just lands and counters. And then, How do you win? I don't know. You just lose. You you frustrate the uh, opponent. That that yeah, sounds exactly. that sounds like that sounds like one of our host um brews in yes. every time that we play commander that there is no win condition in none of his commanders unless making shenanigans is the other the one and only Chris. Hey, hey, I do have win cons now. I just uh they're just they're just they're just two of them in a hundred card deck. It's it's fine, it's great. Yep. You build one of the pieces oh, yeah. and then you're like, I guess I lose. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I think I'm gonna give me one second, guys. I'm gonna add an image and um remove my webcam because i see the lag is horrible you see the delay i'm glad you you mentioned it though yeah it's like we hear we hear you john your voice is in the future while he's moving around yeah uh, let me go ahead and just put an image right now really quick i wanted I, i like the fact that when these things happen is when we know that the podcast is going to be cool. The podcast yeah. is going to be good. 
Okay, um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, I want to put the same photo that I had for my background. There we go. <laughs> Aha. Awesome. Ah, uh, yes. John Ramos. Yes. Chandra. Chandra. It's the, John it's Ramos a, it's dressed Chandra. to kill. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I look fabulous. <laughs> let me go ahead and just, just turn this off. Okay. So, guys, so now let's go ahead and go through our topics of tonight. Give me one second. Uh, let me lower this. Okay. So, let's tackle first the spoilers. And um, like I mentioned at the beginning, we're going to be talking about... Chris put in a topic that's like things that we don't want Wizard of the Coast to like do once again. Because that's something that we don't want Wizard of the Coast to be doing. And then, and then the other topic is um, we're going to talk about the NFT, the NFT issue that is going on um, with cre- uh, artists having their art being posted in NFT places without their consent. That's been happening around a lot. Then we got Carlos Malti here that says, um, "What's up, my peeps? I'm around. I'm eating and doing stuff, but I am Carlos. around." What's up, Carlos? Anybody that's watching us, we're in all platforms. We're at Facebook, we're at YouTube, and we're on Twitch as well. Plus, it's really easy now to find us. Usually, it would have been a little bit crazy to look for for our social media. But now, you just have to go ahead, hit that link, and you'll find all of our podcasts and as well, our social media. So it's just one click and and you find us. So let's go ahead with the spoilers. Spoilers. Um, I did see one. I I don't know if it was legit though, uh, because the the, the translation was kind of off. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Oop, let's yeah. put this in full screen. Okay, let's start um, with the. Yeah, these are the ones because the, when you put by date, it's not working. So the page is kind of down. Okay, so we got Cami of Tran Transience. Transience. It's a green and a one creature spirit trample. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a one one counter on Kami of Trans tra- whatever. <laughs> At the beginning of each end step, if an enchantment was put into your graveyard from the battlefield, this turn you may return Kami um, from the graveyard to your hand. This is interesting. Oh, nice little rare. I know. Uh, isn't there, isn't there like a green white standard deck that works with enchantments already? I'm not sure. I'm I'm pretty sure there was, uh, but I don't think it, it really took off. I know it had white. But uh, there not. was. I saw a lot of green white like life gain. There's a lot of decks that we're using. For example, uh, the one drop enchantment. Uh, cleric class. No, they were using. Uh, that might have been like previous standard. I don't think Sentinelize is, is there anymore. Damn, I need to. Uh, I need to warm. Uh, what most people are, are kind of going right for now, at least in uh, in green white, tends to be a lot of like life gain decks, and they kind of work out. Um, they do tend to have an issue again with card draw, as white usually has. But somehow, mono white usually stacks up better in that category than the than the like just mono white aggro rather than like. Uh, 
white green life gain it just tends to be a little slow and like sometimes it'll like do some great things but it's also really easy to like uh just wipe out the deck uh with what's running in standard right now especially those is at decks and a lot of the stuff that's running is just generally control so a lot of board wipes mm -hmm. a lot of like counter spells and a lot of way to bounce things and it just it just destroys like whatever is uh whatever's running in those colors right now it would be interesting to see like uh if <clears throat> either with the release of kamigawa we get more of an enchantment theme going on and but i don't think that's going to happen i think we're gonna have to wait at least one or two more sets to actually get like a really strong enchantment deck i might be wrong because there were some like strong enchantments floating around but nothing that's like sticking in the meta just stuff that people are just running for fun I think this this but, is gonna push some enchantments though. It yeah, clearly shows that they're gonna with, make it like a Theros esque type of type of set. And with another card that we're soon gonna be talking mm -hmm. about, yeah, it kind of feels like it's pushing that direction. I feel like I'm this should have been an enchantment into creature. Spoilers blind, so. No, it's okay. Me too. I, exactly. Uh, that's that's what I was going to say. This should have been an enchantment creature. No, it would have been a mythic if that was the case. It would have been oh, too yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, especially at, at like a two drop like that, a, like a like a yeah. two drop you can bring back by just like uh, making sure that the that one of the same kind is destroyed and you just keep looping them. Yeah, that's yeah, good. just put two in mm -hmm. two on the field. Oh, one if of them died. Oh, okay, just in case, if an, uh, does Rancor go with this? I think Rancor. so. Yeah, I was Rancor. thinking of Rancor when I saw this card. Ooh. Uh, let me see. Let remember, me look for Rancor right now. I forgot the effect. Rancor Yeah, when Rancor is put into a graveyard, so yes, it does touch the graveyard, and then it, that you it, it, you return it to the hand. So you can yeah, this it, like, it says, for for like a modern wow. modern type deck like this plus wow. Rancor. So I, I'm guessing I'm guessing this, that Rancor uh, would go to the graveyard like on the stack first or. Yeah, I think you have to put Rancor first, then the creature. They both see each other go to the graveyard. Yeah, I just, oh, well, I just noticed that true. because because either way, Kami of Transients triggers and the end step. It's not like it's not like as soon as it touches. So that's actually great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it'll become like if you play this and cast Rancor, it'll become a three three. But with Rancor, it'll become a five three. Yeah. 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 And that's just. It, it, it. And even in modern, when you when you when you really think about, like when you really think about it, a five three the three toughness doesn't pass the bolt test, so it doesn't pass the lightning bolt test, mm -hmm. uh, so it will die to lightning bolt. But this is a recursive creature; it'll be coming back right. and back and back and back. There's only so many lightning bolts you can have mm -hmm. to and to answer a five four three. to be exact, a five three trampler to be exact. Mm -hmm. It's insane. So actually, you can do a lot of things in turn three if you were if we are playing in modern, because if you make a uh, green white, you still got day uh, daybreak coronet. Uh, yeah, daybreak coronet is the thing is that I have the picture right here, but it still hasn't cleared out. It's a two drop, so they're, they're in turn three. If you have at least two white, you can play rancor and you can play daybreak and he and the creature will will be huge yep literally yeah. because yeah. daybreak is gives them the enchanted creature gets plus three plus three has first strike vigilance and lifelink hmm. and so then rancor rancor gives them plus two plus oh 
plus this creature gets gets a one plus one counter for each one. Yeah, uh, the, the the real big detail on this type of deck for something like modern is that it's directly competing with Bogles, and I think Bogles mm-hmm. is simply a bit stronger. Mm. Yeah, just being just being fast, but just by the fact that it's just faster. Bogles is not stronger. Bogles is just annoying. Bogles is a lot. Like, turn one Bogles, turn two, (laughs) you put enchantments on it. What are you going to do? Cry in a corner. Cry. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so the next card. Um, Muko Tai Soul Ripper. It's a black and a one artifact vehicle. Whenever Muko Tai Soul Ripper attacks, you may sacrifice another artifact and or creature. Um, if you do, put a 1-1 counter on Mukotai Soul Ripper. It gains menace until end of turn and has a crew of two. Uh, I saw like a video of someone reviewing this card, I think yesterday. And they were like, eh, it's pretty cool. And I'm like, it's a turn three, five, four, four with menace. Yeah, How exactly. is that just fine? That's kind of insane. That's really pushed. I think I think they're just probably referring to the fact. Yeah, you have to sacrifice the creature. You have to crew it, and on it's, top of that, it's uh, a crew two and creatures like, can come. It's standard right now. I mean, in all colors. But it's a crew two. There's a lot of removal. That's fine. But it's a crew two. It has evas- evasiveness, and whatever you mm-hmm. sack will probably be beneficial for you in those colors in particular. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I mean, it's this this strong. at least works great uh, in any of the decks that are running the the one drop black zombie, the one that you can just mm-hmm. uh, whenever it dies, you either create a treasure or make a yeah. Oh wait, but it has to be another. Oh, it's artifact or a creature. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no this, I mean this card. This card is 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 stupid. You know, in in the, no. in the sense that it's a good card, for, at least for for standard the, purposes. The crew two can because... probably still be an issue, at least in mono black. But if we're going for green black, it could probably do like a bit yeah, better. Yep, yeah, but you're also attacking with this in turn three, not on. Turn yeah, it's two. turn three. So but I mean, exactly. play fine, something. fine. It's it's not copter. It's not copter, but it's pretty yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I understand, but you know, it's 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 still it's five like four it's... for menace and turn three. That's pretty strong. Yeah, exactly. It's not like uber crazy good, but it's still it's still a good card because if if you think about it, if you have a even turn one, you have like a good one drop that let's say that it is a let's see a two one just for for example's sake because most most a lot of cards in red sometimes so when they can't remember any two again. ones in like uh, standard is, right now that are Kaldheim, that come down like, turn one just, just in case is Kaldheim yes. standard yes. yeah so you yeah. play Magda you tap Magda to <laughs> you make a treasure now you sacrifice the treasure and now you keep on going yeah, yeah you keep on going Jesus mm-hmm. Christ that is true there you go Ragdos sacking and it's treasure based, Rakdos, which is actually, mechanic. Rakdos, like sacrifice, has been one of the decks that's been not, not necessarily sacrifice, just more like Rakdos. I guess kind of like a mid range aggro kind of situation. But yeah, uh, Rakdos has been going way up the ladder right now. There you go. Like mm-hmm. it, like as like yeah. when it comes to creature based decks, in mm-hmm. my very very personal opinion, it's like the top deck in like ah. non alchemy standard. <laughs> <laughs> actually, to to be fair, adding adding to to um what's mono black color cards 
uh, not all of them obviously but in regards of like specialty lands like let's say secret layer basic lands or dual lands or or any type of like special specialty cards in black are going up in price i just uh today i added um in my tcg store i added the crush of brutality lands the non-foil ones and the black the swamp is going for 27 dollars wow that's the the most expensive usually would be blue but that's blue the, is like the, the island is like for 10 yeah that's from the secret layer nice you know so these cards are going up in at least mono black cards are going up in value um so let's go for the next one light paws emperor's voice is a uh, one in a white legendary creature fox advisor he's a tutu um or or she um, whenever an aura enters the battlefield under your control, if you cast it, you may search your library for an aura card with mana value less than or equal to that aura and with a different name than each aura you control. Put that put that card onto the battlefield, attach it to what? <laughs> attach it to Light Boss Emperor voice, then shuffle. I'm glad uh, it's only white. Yes, I'm, no, I'm just glad it's white. This. <laughs> so, so the real big, big like thing about this card is you have to attach it to light paws. Yeah, that's you could attach thing. it to anything. That, yeah. that would be perfect. But thank God, it's just to light paws. Thank and thank God, it's white. It, it needs uh, mono white needs all the help. But I mean, if you would have done it. What would you have done? Like, do it banned or do it? Uh, no, no, no. Just yeah. leave, leave it mono white and just say when, it, uh, when it, uh, like you can attach the that card to a creature in the battlefield. Um, I mean, it gives it, it, it gives uh, mono white some utility, so you can search up something like a pacifism type type effect and place it on your on your enemies' creatures. Fair, mm-hmm. fair. But um, also, any any anything doesn't any buff that needs to go on. Let's say if we're playing commander, you can just put it on the commander. But it has to go on light paws. The, the, like the and I would just wanna... put this on the commander. Like I would just make light paws the commander and just make it like a. That's mm. true. I'm like, just thinking, but it's so limited. But it's so limited in terms of the, the, yeah, the enchantments you can exactly. put on it. That's why yeah. I said like it's either it should have been two colors or three colors, and so you have the flexibility. But I think this could be good in pioneer. There is a white deck that has that cares about mm-hmm. enchantments, right? Yeah, Wasn't white, there black one? Deck. Yeah, yeah. So that could be the one that could be useful for this, because it'd be like, well, I search for this one drop enchantment, then I get another one drop enchantment for from the deck because it's, it's equal, equal, or less. equal or less. Yeah, right. It's mana value less than or equal to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you can just be like one drop and then get another one drop from the deck. It does have then... to have a different name though. Oh, but. Which... Usually those decks play like three, right? Three different ones. I think, I, if I'm or, not mistaken, yeah. yeah. Maybe two still, or two. as well. I, I feel like uh, you that, still have to yeah. have like a killer combination, like a, th- a killer like two, like three or four enchantment combination for that to like. True. You're, good, you're probably thinking way too much because two or three enchantments, like two at two at max, are usually enough to start killing people. Yeah. I mean, how, how much mm-hmm. mana value are we talking about there, though? One and two. Believe mm-hmm. me, just with all that yeah. glitters. Yeah, because you that can, is true. You can use the. You can use as the one drop the one that is from Theros that has escape. 
también so, so, yeah, yeah. Think it gives one one I think it's one plus one and vigilance if I'm not mistaken mm. yeah, yeah I think yeah, the vigilance so, has like a condition to it but yeah no no sometimes no? Uh, yeah sometimes it's just plus one plus one and vigilance anyways mm-hmm. uh, you, you all that glitters into ethereum uh, ethereal armor and already light pauses at least uh, four, four. uh, uh yeah oh, yeah four four no actually it's plus two plus two it's, it's gonna be plus, it's a six, plus six. one from each though no all that glitter oh wait plus it's one, not, plus it's one not, for i thought each. it was each other but yeah it's and, each, no, no, never it's mind each so yeah, yeah light, uh, light pulse will automatically be a six six it's pretty hard to deal with it like with a six it's six. pretty yeah it's pretty intense yeah that's a that's and, a six and, six turn three potentially uh yeah actually it could be it could be even for more because if you have that that enchantment creature that is a one one that costs one with life linked, he's an enchantment creature. So all of glit, all all in, all the glitter will consider it as an yeah, enchantment it gets, as well. Another, yeah. And Belf and Belfoil Eidolon, plus one plus one, which is like, mm-hmm. I think Belfoil on is the one. Uh, it's a one drop, and it draws you cards when something enchanted dies, uh, and that's exactly, an enchantment yeah. creature. Yeah, the, the, this probably goes the slots in into that deck, and it probably makes yeah. it. Uh, and it's a true uh, drop, so it functions I, I with, think the, that if with I the ever, companion card. If I ever get into Pioneer, that might just be the deck I'd like to play. Yeah, I think it's very fitting for that specific deck. I mean, I'm pretty sure they thought of it for mm-hmm. Commander, but the limitation of the of the one color of is what kind of kills it a little bit. Well, again, when mentioning Commander, I'm thinking Bruna, the uh, Light Alabaster. Oh, of course. Because yeah, she's white, uh, white blue, and you can just start putting all the enchantments on Light Paws. Yeah, Even if Life Pass dies, those those enchantments go to the graveyard, and then with Bruna, you just bring them back. True, true, true. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. But but I'm pretty sure that people would have been like, it would have been nice as a commander, but it's not doable based on the color color combination. Yeah. It's doable. It's just not probably not the best. Yeah, it's probably yeah. better in the, mm-hmm. in the 99. I oh no, definitely as as a part of the 99, definitely yeah. Exactly, it's a part of the 99. That would that's great. Hey, this this card was not here last time. Or was yeah, it? No, uh, was that, it? no, that that card is new, and the and the, the one next to it, the uprising. This one, yeah, that that one, a a, a, a ganjo, okay, go. and a, a ganjo uprising. A, a ganjo uprising is um red and white, blue X mm. sorcery, create X two two white samurai creature tokens with vigilance. They gain menace on. And haste until end of turn. Each opponent creates X minus one two two white samurai's creature tokens with vigilance. You should see the comments. Basically, action. they're just trying to make like make it harder to like block you, I guess. Yeah, but but look at the comments. This card is kind of insane because when you're gonna cast it, you probably have a way to just win. And I'm pretty sure people are just gonna be like, "This is kind of bonkers." Okay, this, if they have no blockers, if X is two, you deal two, you deal four. If X is four, you hit for six. And in both cases, you can block in return. Not a bad card for um, Boros Red Agra, white. one mana yeah. for, yeah. This card feels super breakable. <laughs> exactly, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, when I saw that card, I'm like, seems fair. Then I was driving to pick up food, and I was like, 
no, that card does not seem fair. In, in, com- that, in Commander, just with, like, yes. if you can double those tokens, that's going to be insane. It's, like, it sounds like a fair card because you give opponent cards so they can block, but in reality, it's really breakable. It's so breakable. Mm-hmm. Wait, All it takes imagine is one if you have... And everyone is just going to, like, freeze in place. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. He, he did what again? That's what I was gonna say. He did what? <laughs> Just imagine, imagine if if somebody was playing commander at three colors, with um red, white, and green, parallel lives, and anointed procession in field. Just makes me want to build my previous deck again, just so I can do that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> A Ganjo, Seed of the Empire, that is a legendary land. You tap it to add white. It has the ability Channel, which is a rec- uh, uh, an, an old ability. Uh, what Channel does is you pay a cost and you discard the card and it doesn't affect. So in this case, the cost is two and a white. You discard the, uh, a Ganjo, Seed of the Empire, and it deals four damage to target attacking or blocking creature. This ability costs one less to activate for each legendary creature on the battlefield. This is really good, mostly because it enters untapped. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. I agree. That's, it but I mean, untapped and, and it has an ability. But all, all those legendary lands from that cycle call untapped, which is very good. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the fact that it gets a discount because of legendary creature, it'd be cool if it was legendary permanence, wink, wink, but I understand it'd be a little too much. So I guess it's fine. It's really good because once you put the first one in, in on the field, the other ones are essentially useless. So the other ones essentially become removal spells that you have yeah. in your hand, which is great. It's really actually really in, in standard being able to take something out with like four damage. Yeah, excellent. it's pretty. Like it's, it's pretty it's, good. It's perfect because of a lot of the things that are sitting at like four toughness right now, especially mm-hmm. a lot of the yep. dragons. Yeah, exactly. It's like the perfect number for most of the meta. I agree. Yeah, yeah because we have at sushi four four. Yeah. <laughs> all the dragons, um, literally all the dragons, John. All the broken dragons are four fours. Yeah, it's, funny it's not like you said yeah, because... a sushi instead of a, like his name. Yeah, it's also like a, sushi. a sushi. Yes, it's, it's a, a you're, you're getting attacked by a dragon roll. roll. What are you going to do about sushi it? Roll. Yeah, and dragon roll. We're missing Koyoroto. Sushi. Yeah, Wait, the guy at the top. Check. The guy on the top. Wasn't this one as well? No. Yeah, we, this we one was not here last time. We covered that the, one. That's the, the that's art. The I, don't, I don't think the art was there, but the but uh, the, the card art was. wasn't yeah, there. We, okay, we yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last one the should be this one, right? Yeah, Goro Goro. The Goblin Samurai. Yeah. That's, Goro Goro. So that's Goro that's Goro, Disciple of Ryusei. Is one on a red legendary creature goblin samurai. You play red and creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. Or you can pay okay. three red red, so five mana, and create a five five red dragon spirit creature token with flying. And you activate it <sighs> only if you control an attacking modified creature. Uh, that, that's that, that, that little uh, keyword again. Modified. Yes. So I'm, I'm glad they're, they're starting to use it more. Yes. Does modify I, I imply do that it has it. an aura on it, or just by the fact yeah. that you put haste on a creature? Like uh, anything that doesn't sure belong the on the creature. I think I think haste does apply. So then, okay. They were like so talking about he, it I, 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 I know they like, mentioned somewhere. He can he 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 feeds yeah. himself with six mana. With six mana, he would be able to do it. Okay, so. 
so so basically this is a nerfed ravagan right is that what i'm trying to understand here so it's a nerf ravagan like is is the idea here that no, wizards just wants to so. break and make red the most broken color in the no, world no. i hate i hate okay. wizards <laughs> oh that's a bit much uh, it's a little is, insane that he this just gives haste to everyone okay here we go here we go he modified gives, he? it's oh, a it way haste to everyone with one red okay wait a minute yeah, I yeah. Like one red party creature. no what no He's like, hey guys, let's all attack. I have ex excess mana. Cool. I I'm mean, just gonna make dragons now. I mean, okay, but I like, mean, theoretically, I mean, no. Like, theor theoretically, he's he's just a fervor on a stick. Okay. And okay, yeah, that second that second ability. Yes, what modify? Modify has to be a creature that is equipped, enchanted, or has a counter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay then. Okay. So thank God that doesn't apply to. then. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it has to meet at least one condition. Thank God. Yeah. Okay, fine. You know what? Now I'm fine with this card. I thought that it was like, oh, you know, one red pip. Now I automatically have my my requirement for my second ability. It's like insane. Yeah, no, like it, it would have been like very strange if wizards would have printed something that broken again. Like that, I, that would have felt like the dragon I mean, haste anyways. If it were, if it did work the way we were we were thinking it did, mm -hmm. you would make your creatures get, get, give them haste. Then they would become modified. That is yeah. not the case in the rules, but and then you make the five five. So that creature does not have haste. Yeah, not exactly. that broke. I don't feel yeah. like that's not broken. No, no, it's strong. It's, it's very strong, but very strong, very stupid. Exactly. Strong. It's very. It's a very strong card. Actually, you can use this. Um, it, it could be your commander, or it could be in the ninety-nine. Oh, because easy. you can actually a do a mono red so equipment great. that. Yeah, you can do. This is a very good card to just brew up a a new commander. Okay. Let's go ahead and um, move to our next topic. So those were the um, spoilers because we're it's really odd that we're getting horrible looking spoilers and I mean because those to... are they're leaked. They're not like they're not official. Oh, OK, no. hint, hint, wink, wink. Am I right? It's not like Wizards <laughs> leaked it. <laughs> it's not like they want to drum up hype over the weeks. They haven't posted literally anything. What? Please, guys. What? what? That's, insane. That's insane. Companies doing shit like that. Nah, <laughs> no. They don't do that. What? They don't what do that? No, that's crazy. They would never. They would they never. Would never. Of course OK, not. so next topic that we're going to go ahead and talk about is a pretty nifty one because we all know that um alchemy is a thing in in arena um a lot of cards have changed and a lot of cards have like spell books as well so the creature has to die um or touch die or touch the graveyard where they can search for their spell book i really hate that mechanic i did the draft a cube draft and i didn't like it because i was so confused with the new alchemy cards so you, did, um, you didn't like the spellbook mechanic that's like one of the things that i find to be an upside of like alchemy oh my god i hate it i hate it i hate it so um this article was released last week on january 6 by um brad nelson yep. an unflinching look at competitive uh, alchemy I'm going to go straight to um, the grain. He did another one. There's seven things I like and dislike about alchemy. This is like the updated um, version. It's very... Uh, 
I would say pretty long. It goes pretty in depth into like all the all the like tiny like yeah. little details and the perspective. Hey, look, of, like, he likes he likes the spell books as well. He likes the spell books as well. <laughs> I will be in the dislike part. <laughs> okay, so dislikes. How alchemy impacts standard. Uh, I didn't get to read it, so I'm just gonna like read portions of of it. So let's go ahead and see. As of right now, I'm a bit frustrated that nothing nothing's been done to fix the clear issue standard has i get standard doesn't push the needle when it comes to tabletop sales the main reason the format was created in the first place i predict that once we're clear of this COVID 19 hellscape the main format being played will be modern pioneer and legacy hell i'm i'm not even the standard guy anymore i've done way better in historic than standard in all my mpl slash rival events since the start of 2020 i don't really care about the format so i i understand him i i was uh i used to play a lot of standard before and due due to the pandemic uh arena was uh, a way to play standard but standard is kind of boring right now. It's not kind of, it is. I play more historic with my budget mono white artifact um, deck. So let's go ahead and move to the next one. Uh, let's go to alchemy is unbalanced. Uh, that's another dislike from Brad. Uh, I'm going to read the two portions. Uh, like that we can have a, bunch, a little bit more understanding. This is a mild inconvenience as alchemy. Um, and the design space are new, but it's still discouraging. Alchemy feels like a completely different format thanks to the Alchemy Innistrad cards. <clears throat> but the problem from, from standard are still carrying over to the format. Simply but the best decks in Alchemy are vastly better than the rest of the metagame. Now, if you look over tournament results, social media posts, and articles about the format, you might think I'm not out of my mind. The format actually looks extremely healthy with a tons of unique archetypes to choose from. I mean, that's what <clears throat> I thought too when I started working on the format. I didn't it didn't take long for me to realize that surplus in options was simply an illusion due to the format not having a high profile events to show just how limited um, you are in the competitive option. Here I think he has a couple of decks yeah um, that's a 46 and all no like that, they, they, that, it that, was that, a 40, that, 46 no. uh player game for uh, yeah. player event yeah the best example of this is esper clerics it won a 46 person dot gg event on mtg melee yeah that was because of inquisitor captain wasn't it is that yeah. the thing that made it broken yeah yeah, yeah. that is correct another one of those it, it also cards. has the sweetest combo in glass pool mimic and inquisitor captain everything points toward the deck being absolutely amazing yeah absolutely insane uh jp can you explain the combo for the people who are listening to us i barely understood yeah, you it. It. oh you I, understand I, I, okay so I, I read i read it i read it from the start but i i guess glass pool mimic you're probably 
looking for uh, when you when you look for something, you look for basketball mimicking basketball mimics copies Inquisitor Captain. You keep on yes. going. Yes, sir. You keep on going. Yeah, and when then Inquisitor Captain yeah. enters the battlefield, if there are twenty or more creature cards with mana value three or less among cards in your graveyard, hand and library seek two creature cards with mana value three or less mm. put one of them onto the battlefield and shuffle the other into your libraries yes. so essentially yeah. you, you have redundancy in your deck to try to copy or make copies of inquisitor captain or bounce Inquis no or blink it because i think it, you can blink it or copy it so essentially when yeah. you get to inquisitor on turn three or four i believe you basically go off and then just have a bunch of inquisitor captains on the field and then it's like if they don't have a board wipe, they just lose the next turn. And it's pretty consistent. It's designed to be very works. consistent. Mm -hmm. yeah, Got absent mid range. Pretty insane. Absent mid range. Now we, when I say black stuff, I mean Sejuani. Sanguine, my bad. Strategy currently. There are tons of variations of the strategy. Some are more creature based and other lean on control elements like Blood on Snow. And then there are all the Orzhov and the Absand variants as well. The relevant part here is that Sanguine Brushstrokes is in all of them. And it's an absolute disgusting card. <laughs> Was that the one that makes the Blood Artist? It says here, yeah. When yep. um, you have like three options, the battlefield. I think you have yeah. like three options, and then one of the things is like the whole like the blood artist. No, blood artist just comes out. By the way, he, he just comes out. Oh, he just comes out. I yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. like a choice of like three cards no, or something. No, 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 no. You create a blood token and conjure a card named blood artist <laughs> on the uh, battlefield. Yes. By the way, it's not even to your hand. And then yeah. the second ability is also broken as hell too. Whenever yeah, you, sacrifice you sacrifice a blood, a blood token, token, each opponent. That insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yep. god. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Totally fair card. When I saw that shit, I'm like, oh, so you get to conjure a you basically get a blood token, a thing that interacts with blood token, and a free broken ass blood artist on the battlefield. Just sure. just to clarify for anyone who might be listening, like the second ability that we're referring to is the fact that you sacrifice a blood token and then you gain one life and your opponent loses one life. So yeah. yeah. It's so kind you, of insane. Have, yeah. You're you're basically okay. playing three cards for the price of one. Yeah. Yeah. So his likes. Let's end this article with some positive vibes. Uh, I'm in love with the spellbooks and hope they just become a part of alchemy and historic gameplay. It might sound crazy, but I love random number generations, RNG gaming. Uh, sometimes you get what you want and other times you whiff. That's a ton of fun and keep keeps me wanting to play more and more. This might sound hypocritical, as I constantly complain about the stability of the format, but it all boils down to replayability. If the same thing keeps happening over and over again, then I will lose interest in it. Well-balanced formats often lead to longer lifespans of enjoyment. Um, let's touch into the to the third one. I also love how malleable these cards can potentially be. Take key to the archive. For example, WOTC could change this card casting costs, what it does, but also what cards are in its spellbook, like Time Ward, is pretty messed up. And I would love for them to replace it with something that doesn't remind me of Standard. Then like a things lot of can change quickly. 
<laughs> so let's go ahead. Um, this leads me to my source for positivity, positivity when it comes to arena formats. Alchemy introduced the ability for WOTC to change cards in an attempt to shake up and or stabilize the Alchemy historic formats. It's still up in the air how aggressively they plan to do so, but we should have an answer or that shortly now that the holiday season is over. Alchemy has the chance to become the best competitive and casual format Magic Magic's ever had. I really believe that. As long as um, Watsi has a finger on the pulse of the format, we should be able to get expedite fix, fixes on the format. We're not there yet. But like I said at the beginning of the article, we're, on, we're, we're only, only a, month. a month in. So what do you guys think about this article or in general? What do you guys think about mostly about the alchemy format? Before that, I think uh, that if you scroll up, he does mention like he's when he's talking about the decks, he does mention that uh, one of the problems that is present in both. Uh, oh, in like uh, standard and this and this uh, and alchemy as well is that essentially uh, you kind of have just like two decks and maybe a third if you include like all the stuff that's going on with like uh, the blue decks like the is it and blue decks and also and all the stuff like that that is also like being a, an issue in standard uh everything else is just kind of like like there's there, you don't have a reason not to play like the top two decks you know it's like the same thing as like uh, in the standard metagame where you just have like epiphany decks all over the place yeah, but the Epiphany decks are still a problem, even with like you know we already we got a new set with uh, with Crimson Vow and Epiphany decks are still what's like going around, made, like causing ruckus. And I don't know. Again, I'm just I still don't like the idea of people being obligated to like not just be able to play Historic, which is a format people already love, but then just having uh, al the Alchemy cards integrated into it basically without their consent, I guess you can say. And I don't know. I guess I would feel more comfortable with the whole format if there was a bit more dis like if there was a bit more distinguish, uh, if there was like a distinction in between like Historic and Historic Alchemy and not have like both be one same thing. Um. And I feel like uh, unless Wizard starts fixing some of the problems that Standard has, Alchemy is, isn't really going to go much of anywhere. Alchemy is only nice now, in my opinion, because it's something that's like different and new. And once people realize like that same thing, that it just suffers from exactly the same problems as Standard, but just a few different additions here and there that mix it up, it's not really going to hold up as well as I would like it to. So okay. my problem, like my problem, is uh, something that he mentions that at the end, if they start varying, uh, being very, very quick and uh, impulsive, or maybe maybe impulsive is not the correct word, but it it it, it applies. Uh, if they're impulsive with the changes, then the 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 format will not sustain itself because the changes will be too drastic. I I go back to the cards that were historic only. So the Vesper Lark and the and the combo with uh, Davriels that it just made an infinite loop, the truly infinite loop, 
and they would just use the, the like blood, or, blood artist type cards to win the game and then they changed that effect and that killed that entire deck if they do that type of a uh, of thing with several decks because they're trying to rebalance it it just won't work because of the economy of uh, arena you basically lost your money because you lost uh, your deck your, the power level of your deck is no longer there uh, the deck you wanted, like if, if the whole reason you wanted to do is because these two cards interacted in a specific way, and now they change that that the way they interact, you just lost your money there. Uh, it, like it needs, like if this if the game were more like a like in terms of the economy, were more similar to like something like Hearthstone, where you can just get cards very very easily, then it would be very, like beneficial. But it's not. You're just gonna be paying money and losing your money. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, in the short term, yeah, you know, Arena's gonna make a, a buttload of money, but if this keeps going, it's straining too much the player base. All the changes on a whim seem like a good idea, but since you know, and, and Hearthstone does the bare minimum because they could do more, and they've been dying for a while. But if they at least did the bare minimum that Hearthstone does, this would be a much better conversation we could be having. But the fact that there's no love for the pro scene, because there isn't, the fact that they want to do this influx of new sets basically every other month puts a Mm -hmm. strain on, on the players' pockets. And the only ones that are essentially playing right now are people who are sponsored or actual pro players uh they don't have a life they're rich or they're streamers literally like us we can't play because if we commit to a deck and then the deck becomes way too popular they can just on a whim after a big pro tournament or something they can just nerf the card outright and then you're screwed out of a whole deck because it's not just gonna be one combo piece it's probably gonna be the whole deck it's never gonna function again um and there's just no remedy for that situation uh yeah i i i he's that guy's being way too hopeful um there's way too many negatives that are going on in alchemy i understand the reason why they constructed alchemy basically because you know we're still in a pandemic that you, you can't go to a mm-hmm. coin uh, book store to play actual paper magic at all i do believe that maybe by the time it it's, it winds down it's more manageable there there could be a possibility of tournaments but wizards is not pushing it and since they're not pushing it, there's no incentive for people to waste money in in the hopes of landing in a pro tour like two months down the line mm. to win like 2K, 3K bucks or something or you know credit on Arena or whatever they give you. I don't remember what they give you. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a of a hard sell for a lot of people because there's just the, the entry point keeps getting more difficult to the point where online seems even like uh, like mtgo seems like a better offer it is most of the time yeah yeah so it's pretty horrible <laughs> <laughs> so um one of the things at least for for one of the things that i would say i think i spoke about this um in one of the i know one of our podcasts that it's kind of it, not kind of it is impossible in arena to have a meta deck on the spot because of the whole situation that you have to buy boosters to get cards to get wild cards and to hopefully not pull the cards that you need 
and it's and this is the issue you know because the mostly cards that you use are wild cards that are for rares because those are the cards that mostly are used in 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 the standard decks and it's really hard to to play anything you know even if you want to play historic you will even though you have the base you will still be missing a couple of cards because you need the wild cards it's it's until they don't fix that whole issue of of being able to buy wild cards and and as well buying um, booster packs you know that would be that would be a great push for for arena to make it easier for for the player because it's like what orengo said you know the most people that you see that are still like actually playing uh competitive or playing these meta decks are either streamers um that are sponsored by let's say channel fireball or card kingdom or or tcg player or any other brand store that it's out there um or people that are already sponsored by wizard of the coast that it's like it's it's really crazy you know but hey it is what it is alchemy will probably last will probably not so we're gonna go ahead and touch this topic this is one of the topics that i think that we're going to be uh it's gonna be a little we're gonna have a, a lot to talk about because this is a very very interesting uh topic so now it all started with bitcoin and then cryptocurrency became a thing now if you were somebody that mined bitcoin you could be a you could be right now a millionaire or somebody that has a pretty hefty um bank account or if um when or if you started buying ethereum right now you would be having a nice bank account with ethereum but now there's a more popular thing going around that is called nft that is basically the same thing but with art not only art it could be art that you created on the spot it could be that a company wants to sell um their art for 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 cryptocurrency as well so it's like a type of cryptocurrency for example dc um in their dc fandom they did um provided nfts to people that attended if you claimed it they they uh would provide you two pieces of nft um from them completely right now there are apps um out there that you can play for free and um while you play you can grab nft and as well grab their cryptocurrency uh and the most popular thing right now that it's grabbing nft when it's still not popular that's uh, grabbing those projects it's very popular in discord i am actually in one um just going around just seeing how it works uh but nft has been going crazy one of the most popular apps um right now it's called opensea.io that is the most popular one right now that you can buy projects or you can um uh buy projects when i say buy projects is that something it's uh nft that still has not been released 
uh, that you can buy their NFT on the spot, or you can buy NFTs that are already available in their website. So, so right now, uh, you mm-hmm. you mentioned OpenSeas.com. Can I can uh, that's exactly where I was gonna go with uh, the other like the, the the message from Twitter. Should I start? Yeah, with that's that or? Uh, that's what I yeah that's what I'm gonna show right now. So. Uh, our friend I, JP sent us this in our in our um, chat uh, by the artist Jason Felix. He says, "Well, it finally started. Unauthorized and stolen art sold as NFTs is becoming a huge problem. My work has been hit, and now trying to get them removed. Here is a snapshot of." what has been stolen and not being sold as nft oddly enough most of it is mtg art so let me see if i can yeah i can zoom in a little bit more so they're they basically yeah OpenSea is selling like the people are, are like people are stealing his art and selling it as nfts mm-hmm. uh, he uh, in, in the further messages he continues to say that the NFT problem with uh, stolen art has been specific, and uh, a deviant art has been hit with almost 80 mm-hmm. million different arts being stolen and sold as NFTs. And uh, just in case the artist is not against NFTs, he has a link to where you can buy his personal like uh, NFTs, where you can uh, get his art in the NFT format. Uh, very uh, like uh, very specific, but like his authorized authorized versions of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of art getting stolen. What's very interesting to me? Do you remember when we were talking about uh, Strixhaven and the and one of the uh, mystical the art Cruz. arts, the, the Crux of Fate? Yeah, Cruz. How Crux how, of how, Fate, yeah. how in Deviant Art there was this one artist that make uh, that made the the Nicol Bolas art, and then another artist from that was contracted by the Wizards of the Coast. They used that art and mm-hmm. uh, made it into a card. So did they, did they uh, confirm that they that they actually used that art, or is it just like you know what we get what we got from like clear evidence? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I did not use that art. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 point the point being. Uh, we read on, on like we read up on the terms and conditions and the the, the the very specific conditions on how artists work with the uh, Wizards of the Coast and anything that resembles or uh, uh, shows any character and or art pertaining to Magic the Gathering is liable to be used by Wizards of the Coast. So this is the, the, those NFTs are being sold and that's technically wizards of the coast property so it's not only stealing the art on uh like jason felix it's also technically stealing stealing art from wizards of the coast and thus stealing art from hasbro which might say if, if so if, if some if, if like if hasbro so like just saw that as like oh i can sue someone yeah but can they it's not not traceable isn't that the whole problem? They no, because because they have the person who st- uh, they have the specific person who stole them. Yeah, yeah, because okay. to create, uh, oh, 
OpenSea.io is um, it's a website like Coinbase and other cryptocurrency. Exactly. This, um, this is how they track you while you're using non-trackable exactly. currency. <laughs> exactly, because that's my my problem. It's like I'm thinking of NFTs as the same as crypto. And crypto is designed to be non-traceable. Yes, yeah, so, so crypto crypto is basically non-traceable when you mine it, not right, when right, you're right. trading it. True, that's true, the, that's like the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Like you can't course, trace yeah. crypto to someone if they just mined it on a computer. I mean, you theoretically could, but not really. Once yeah, that, yeah. you can just move that wallet around, and you would never freaking know. That's However, true. once you create an account in a site like this, well, they they have look. Uh, at least for uh what was it like a crypto.com and stuff like that they ask yeah. you yeah. for a bunch of personal information like it's insane yeah 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 because they, they, you're working with with money so it's like for example right now i am mining pi um it's a cryptocurrency from stanford so i'm mining it and they're already in the process to to create their wallet like that they, you can start trading and and they have already said that if uh, they're in the terms and conditions, they say like, when we get to the wallet phase, when the wallet is officially completed, they have to go through the whole asking. They have to make sure that whoever's getting that mine, the the coin, is a an actual person, and yeah, and as like well if you do an account in Coinbase and Robinhood crypto.com and an open sea you have to you have to put in your information um like that they can confirm that it's you because at the end of the day when you start making money that has to go through your taxes because i've seen people people uh on tiktok that say hey i bought this nft uh i bought like 10 monkeys and those 10 monkeys i made like 25k because they got popular you know, mm-hmm. that's how NFTs is working. And I understand that I, I remember you guys remember there is an episode that we talk about NFTs because uh, Wizard of the Coast was considering it to to be like one of the first to to have this whole program. And, and it's sad because I think that if Wizard of the Coast would have done it, uh, all this commotion um, of they stealing the art could be a little bit much more controlled. A little bit more controlled because that or more controversial because because there would exactly. be stealing art yeah. from a from a large yep. corporation exactly i mean they're technically it technically is still stealing art from it's a large still corporation stealing. yeah it's mm-hmm. still stealing because yeah it's but like, i think they'd be like, way more moved to take legal action if they were already involved in the market mm-hmm. since they're not currently involved exactly. i don't think it's like i don't think that hasbro or wizard sees it as much of an issue right now but if it does get out of control by the time that they do come into the market, it's like they're going to have to be making some drastic moves. And then it's like about like how much money are they really going to make by taking legal action? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, and, it, and it all depends how how their NFTs go go moving around, because these projects are moved like by, let's put it like Magic the Gathering sets. So they can put a whole NFT of crimson vow or a whole nft of ultimate masters oh if you buy our project for let's say 0.15 uh ethereum that's a lot of money still uh but if if we go ahead and buy it for 0.15 and you buy the whole lot and it gets popular and let's say that their first project starts selling for more than 50k Per art, 
that's a lot of money you know that's when wizard of the coast probably will be like hey so you people that stole the art we're suing you (laughs) (laughs) but this is really sad because it's not the first time that has happened in wizard of the coast um it's a very very big issue i think one of the artists called um uh, Carla, Carla Ortiz has mentioned before that she chooses her projects with Wizard of the Coast exclusively as well for Marvel Studios because she has she does concept art for uh, Marvel as well because she says that the contracts don't fully favor the artist. They so no, at least not the Wizard of the Coast ones. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the Wizard of the Coast ones. They they don't favor the artist at all. They don't even say thank you. You just draw for them. They launch it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 really hard. You know, if you're an artist, it, I I think we all four understand that it's not easy to be an artist in this whole digital yeah. world. You know. <clears throat> So I think the worst you guys issue have... here, though, is uh-huh. that with this with this whole like NFT issue, if it were just like a big company like Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro taking the hit, it'd just be like, you know what, fuck the corporate world, you know. <laughs> but yeah, true, like art artists that could, that are like you know artists, it's it's hard to make to make money as an artist, not because like like there isn't demand or anything just because it's a really competitive environment and on top of a whole other difficulties you know people just in general just taking a lot of artists work for granted as if it were something that's like super easy and simple and it it just really sucks when 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 problems like these affect individuals rather than like large corporations or something because if it's a large corporation you know oh wow they're just missing like a couple of thousand dollars oh no they can't live without the couple of thousand oh like Man, no one, no one really cares. But again, this is affecting individuals. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It is. So let's go ahead and go to our last uh, topic of tonight. There is something that um, uh, Chris uh, po- posted in our chat. Uh, I think it was on Tuesday, uh, yesterday. Um, he said, <laughs> "Shit, we don't want Wizards to repeat this year." <laughs> this is. This, I read it. I'm like, I don't understand what he's going for, but sure, let's go ahead I'll and talk about that. The, the, who, who wants to start? Oh, let's start let's it. let's give the the topic the topic holder the the chair the hot chair. So Chris, tell us, tell us uh, a few things that you want to repeat this year. <laughs> that I definitely don't want wizards to repeat. Um, I think that the the biggest one for me and the one that really uh, that was even covered in that's been covered by like various uh, content creators among them the professor touching upon the one of the subjects and it's uh, the thing that they did with the local game stores in which they would be like oh yes all local game stores matter and then they proceeded to exclusively give their premium local game stores which are a very limited amount of stores um promos that were exclusive to like these premium game stores while excluding all of the other stores now the problem this creates is that you just just made like an extremely rare card that just isn't accessible to a bunch of people and you are Mm -hmm. you're basically giving it to a store that 
theoretically doesn't even need it because the premium stores are the ones that are bringing that you know that are just actively bringing a bunch of money into wizards of the coast anyways and the 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 local game stores that are really really taking hits are like all the smaller store stores that have popped up in the recent years with the pandemic kicking up uh stores that were established right before the pandemic as well which took like the biggest hit i would say like all the small stores are just taking a huge hit meanwhile all these big stores all these premium stores that already have all these other like much more uh not content what's that word i'm looking for like they have much more product from uh, that they're getting mm -hmm. from wizards of the coast much more exclusive product again they just don't need this kind of stuff is is it still like I'm not bothered that these stores are getting the pro that are getting this these products like these promos. I'm just bothered that the whole like message, like the whole uh, like what they were trying to like communicate was, oh yes, support, your local game support, LGS matters, like, support support for your for your LGS. But instead of supporting the LGS, like you know, the actual the small local game stores that people go to every day, mm -hmm. they're just supporting their premium stores. Mm like what what about the little guy dude like these are the stores that are that are going to keep bringing in business like long term i don't know that's that's something that i think causes a huge issue and don't get me wrong the promos are really cool because they're like they have like the little forgotten realms like a holographic stamp in the back and whatever but yeah. you they also create the issue of like I don't know. It's just really contradictory because in the last few years, Wizards has been kind of trying to bring down the price of Magic in the secondary market. Maybe they're not like actively trying, but that's what they've basically been doing. You know, printing all these different versions of the same card and all these things. But with this, instead of having cards that like, oh, it's a reprint, so you would think that it would bring down the price of the card. No, these cards, because of the rarity of these uh, like premium stores, like it that's how like it's twice as rare. Like, coil it's just, hmm? i'm gonna give you an example one of the mm -hmm. one of the cards is worm coil engine give me one second let me pop on continue while i look for the price i think i disagree with your point really oh, no controversy let's let's do this <laughs> i saw a post where they compared Tal uh, thalia guardian of thraven the actual like Innistrad version is like three dollars, mm -hmm. but then there's the Judge promo version, which is like a hundred and ten dollars. I think that's fine. You have your yeah, accessible. Okay. The so, so look at that's, this. Yeah. That's the Judge promo. The Judge promo has a different art. When you yeah. look at the at the at the cards that I'm referring to, like uh, for example, you can look up Tiamat. Tiamat is exactly the same art. The only thing that makes it different is that it has that whole hollow stamp on it it's like a foiled hollow stamp on it and it's worth more than it's going for more than a thousand dollars jp talk about like 1500 bucks let me see yep i see it right here like that's, AFR that's amber stamp yeah look i i, oh, I guess i understand man. in that case but still you could just get the normal card no definitely and that and that's fine but the, my, my main issue with all of this isn't even the price of the card and what it's going at. Like, that's still a bit insane. But my main issue is that the stores that need this kind of promo, that need this kind of stuff, aren't Wizards of the Coast premium stores. It's literally every other LGS that's excluded from getting a lot of those premium products that only these stores can get. 
because we because because of the same issue that we've been having of the fact that uh we are just lacking a lot of rewards and like incentive for players to play fnms nowadays for example i mean sure fnms aren't really a thing right now until the whole pandemic situation clears up but you know exactly what i mean like even before the pandemic rolled around they were already pulling stuff like you know really good rewards and promos from fnms as it is Okay, yeah, so yeah. there I are a been. couple of cards that are from the Ambered whatever promo thing. Yes. And they're all okay, going for so... ridiculous prices, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, I, I, I'm right now in the page. There's around, <laughs> let me see, there's 80 promos. Let's just put that out there. Um, so there are 80 promos. They're all from Forgotten Realms for what I see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to page five. Yeah. So all of these promos are from Forgotten Realms. The cheapest one. Let me see if the high, the low to high. Let's see what's the cheapest one. Uh, the at least cheapest the Amper stand, the stamp went down. <laughs> the cheapest one right now, it's going for twenty nine seventy nine. Is Dancing Sword. That's the cheapest one. Garbage. And garbage. the highest one is Tiamat is going for. 99.99.98.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.99.
this is one of the, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say mine. Uh, so one of the things that I don't want this year to repeat is the whole thing that we're getting too much product into uh, too close a gap when the set comes in. And I know that's they're gonna keep doing it because yeah. look at Kamigawa. It's like du- double features. I double feature will release. I think is this month or next month. And on February we get Kamigawa. Like it, it doesn't make utter sense that you're going to release a set that ha- that joins in Midnight Hunt and Crimson Vow when you you have Kamigawa coming out in February. I mean, we're, you we're know, already talking about the, the the bad things about uh, the double feature, anyway. So, oh, it's yeah. not like it's gonna it's not it's not like like it's gonna be a like um like a what was it a conspiracy two which conflicted with a Kaladesh and conflicted with an with the previous commander set and 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 they, it was just too much confliction and so conspiracy mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. barely sold anything. Exactly. It's not like so it's for not me, like Camilo was gonna suffer. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think that Wizard of the Coast should hold off and keep and releasing so much product. And one of the other things that I would say this is my second thing, like that we can jump into JP and and um, Orengo, um, is stop. I think Orengo no Orengo and me talked about this before. Stop creating secret layers with lands. If you're not going to give me five lands of each color, stop. Because wasting... Look, one of the land sets that I wanted to buy was the pixel art one. But they only bring me five. The only Mm -hmm. one that gave us a lot was the Bob Ross and it's two of each land. Mm -hmm. And it's still not enough. Right now what they're doing is giving you the the astrology ones the ones that are coming out each month there's a bundle which mm. is stupid it's a bundle where you can get like 25 of them for like 110 bucks but it's still 110 See, bucks for 25 lands. for 25 basic lands non-foil by the way i'm not even counting the foil ones which is 150 for 25 basic lands which is so, stupid oh, so I, exactly so Wizard of the Coast or whoever whoever sits down and listens to our podcast or watches it just to to put it to your PR people listen very closely secret layer no basic lands please <laughs> just just give me dual lands or, or if at the very least if you're gonna if you're gonna make a secret layer that has like basic lands in it i don't know charge me a dollar per land like i'm if you give me 25 exactly. like islands for 25 bucks i'm like you know what it's expensive but you know what i'll dish it out it's fine fuck it no exactly but... because <sighs> But some it's not even some, enough to play people, a deck with, you know. Exactly because some some of us would like to, you know, put their commander. We all know that people buy these cards mostly for commander because they look pretty, and they okay. and, and people like to like uh, bling out their their commander decks. I'm one of them. But you know, just just put, to put it out there, like I, I, if I want to buy the pixel art one art, art lands. I need to know exactly how many lands I need for my commander to buy each one of them. And then depending on the color is the price. And we all know that blue and black are mostly the two colors that are like mostly the most expensive ones. Okay. So it's 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 
pretty it's a pretty nickel you know it's a pretty nickel to to get these lands so i that those are my two things um stop please wizard of the coast stop giving us a set every two months <laughs> um and secret layers no more basics gives uh give us reprints no basics <laughs> please so so jp how about you what do you want what do you think that you don't want to happen this what year i don't want what i don't want is another eldraine this year they did they, okay. they did okay they did okay with balancing <laughs> uh standard sets uh last year but I don't want a, mm-hmm. a, uh, a standard set that dominates everything. I don't play standard, but uh, seeing so many cards uh, like uh, be affected by the power level—it's another—it's another thing. I think it's just mostly the, the the dynamic between weak and balanced cards and powerful but broken cards. Kind of want a, a somewhere in between, powerful and balanced. That would be like the ideal. It's very hard to strive for, but I think like uh, a more balance in the cards. I want to see all the colors thrive. Seeing, you know, which of the coast give white, you know, fruit a few crumbs, while while uh, green and red have recently been feasting on the power level scales. Yeah, but uh, I, w- I would like to see like you know, uh, Orengo keeps mentioning every single set. Uh, blue doesn't get any love recent uh, in recent times because yep. blue has been historically strong. So yes, blue has options in like in in previous older sets. Mm-hmm. Black hasn't been giving any love in, in 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 recent sets. They're always just there. If you sell you if you say green is the best color, red is uh, the second best right now. You you'd say black is next because it's just kind of there. I'd like to see you know black see a bit more uh, of uh, a powers uh, a bit of a power boost just teensy bit but white needs white still needs love and it's been and it's been a year and it's been and we mm-hmm. keep talking about it and they just need to give, give uh, like just just it's fine if it if it's a little broken it's fine white doesn't have that many that many options anyways yeah just you know mm-hmm. let the cards breathe just don't restrict them as much. Just like the, how how we, we were mentioned in the in the spoiler, how that that, uh, that mono white uh, legendary fox could have been like better if he just could target any creature. That way, as a mono white deck, he could you know you could cast an enchant- uh, an aura enchantment, search for another one, and place it on a creature. Mm-hmm. 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 That would be that is completely great. Yeah, like just don't 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 limit <clears throat> things. Uh, by by now, I mean. Uh, I I, keep, I I can say this, but uh, like I keep saying this, but by now most of the sets of the entire year have been designed and are pretty uh, are probably like uh, going through approvals and and probably going through like uh, getting ready to be printed after Kamigawa is done. So at this point, it might be a bit time. It might be late, but I'm just hoping for the future. Mm-hmm. We've been a year, okay. two years, three years, uh, three kind of saying that whites been like struggling i i kind of hope like you know they don't shaft it even more okay so yeah. how about you orengo uh what is something that you don't want research of the coast to repeat this year uh hopefully they don't do the 
the Walking Dead secret lair shenanigan, although they will. <laughs> but I do hope that at least they come through with the magic equivalent card in a in a set or in the list. I hope it's not the list, but like in a normal set or whatever. Um, I'm with JP too. I don't want a broken ass set, but I feel like that is going to be inevitable because of the way they've been pushing all these sets as of late. Granted, we they haven't had anything. Broken. No, no, fine, fine, but. <sighs> Considering we're going to have a set that deals with Urza, it's just begging to be broke in half. Yeah. Maybe maybe the standard sets might not be the broken ones, I mean, but I feel like it just... <clears throat> since it's about both Mishra and Urza, we'll see like the resurgence of blue and black. Yep, and then just put some more artifacts that are broken as shit, and then we're going to have Kaladesh all over again. So that's what I... I mean, I'm going to be happy, but I don't think the player base is going to enjoy it. <laughs> And then they're just going to make an alchemy set out of that. And then she's going to be even more ridiculous. Mm. Could you imagine? I, I kind of hate sets? the words coming out of your mouth right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Just do an alchemy <laughs> set of the Brothers War. And then it's just going to be spell books of Ursa Saga cards. Uh, just yes. like one oh, land that when you, when you play book, the land. Black Lotus. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, go. no. I'm going to give you one better. It's, there's going to be a legendary land that's going to be colorless. But when you play it, you can, you can actually change it. it. It'll open a spell book that shows you the five... Urza land, the Urza, Urza Saga lands, like the legendary ones, like Cradle and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Caracas, Caracas was it? Yeah, just the broken ones, right? And then it's just oh, going to make no. you choose between the five and it's going to transform into that land. What do you think about that? Just, you know, in the spirit of Urza. Listen, no? listen, <laughs> listen that, no? that, that's not the spirit of Urza. Urza deletes things. He doesn't make more. Okay? He's going to delete with the opponent. He's going to delete, like, uninstall the game. It's going to be so hard that delete. <laughs> I'm going to load. Oh, my we don't God. Need those things. <laughs> no. I, yeah, no, we don't. I, I just don't want those things mm -hmm. to happen. Uh, there's also maybe the third thing is not that hit, bad. Play, playing historic brawl and someone puts down a Caracas to just uninstall the game. I saw the game just be like, it's not the, <laughs> I, I shouldn't be dealing with this shit anymore. <laughs> um, I think maybe the other thing is there's just been an excess of commander stuff and meaning commander products every other standard set, which is a little exhausting because... You know they're not. I've heard that one. Hold on, that's a hot take. Because because the thing is, is just when it's I, commander specific, that's it's got. It can be exhausting. It can be exhausting mm. because I haven't bought like the last few commander commander set commander decks except the big ones. Like if it's the big ones that cost like thirty or forty bucks, I buy them, or at least I look into them more. But when it's like the twenty dollar ones, I usually tend to ignore them. Um, I I do wish that they could pull back a little bit in terms of how many decks they release. I know they won't, but it'd be nice that they go back to like the $40 ones because usually it feels more justified when you buy the $40 ones or the $20 ones mm -hmm. because at the power level that everyone's at, $20 ones don't do much. And to be fair, the, uh -huh. a, you know the elf one was was twenty like uh, and and in that, that ball range, and that was actually pretty strong. So if they make them in that vein, then I'm fine with it. But uh, the rest of the entire the, uh, like all of the other the others did not come 
yeah in that I power agree. level i agree yeah i mean the good thing about all these things is because of the excess of commander decks um usually you just wait two months and it's going to be down to 10 bucks or 20 bucks so you know just don't buy them at a release and you'll be fine but it, it'd be nice mm-hmm. to get a little like you know soften it up a little bit with the commander stuff but i know they won't so it's just things that i know they're just going to do i just wish they didn't it sells i, I feel like if they like if they mm-hmm. If they did pull back on the product, my hope, what I would like Wizard of the Coast to do this yeah. case, and instead of instead of talking about what I don't want them to do, what I would like them to do is that pulling back on product, like you said, but the, but instead getting like higher quality product, like just yeah. better constructed precons in general. Agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely yeah, something I, I would agree. like to see because I, I, I think well. I think that the issue with the with so much product coming out isn't just the fact that there's a lot of product out there. It's more like it's a lot of product and it's all just kind of meh quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I think that um, uh, if you get forty dollar um, pre cons, uh, it, it's a better start for anybody that wants to start commander. Like for example, um, uh, my wife's nephew. Uh, they they stayed. Uh, they uh, n- her nephew and niece stayed over for for three kings, and I started. And I he wanted to learn how to play magic, so I was like, okay. So the only thing I have is commander. So uh, he, he, I was like, you choose. He chose the D and D commander. So I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be complicated to explain. But sure, why not? Five colors. That's how I started. So then uh, he, I told him like, I think we played like three, three games the first time. The second time we played two games, and I and I asked him like, hey, look, if you're interested, I can find you a precon like that you can actually start. And then little by little, you can buff the commander if you want to so he's really ecstatic uh, of when he gets his commander so um but uh like like i told him like it's little by little while you get used to it sometimes he would forget to draw and i'll be like you forgot to draw he does everything except draw but it's funny (laughs) you know um and and but I, it, I agree with Orenko because it's better to buy a pre-con that has more more synergy or more better cards that you say, okay, with an additional like 50 or $60 to make like a better budget commander, is it's way better than buying a $20 one and that one you have to invest a little bit more if you just want it for like casual play. So I agree. I think that better quality is better than quantity but we all yeah. know that wizard of the coast whoever's watching us and he's like i'm gonna put this up to the pr meeting they'll be like ah, them four people are crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh. thing is thing is we we've, wizards you guys should watch us because we've been we've been nailing those cards that come out for future sets so um yep so uh so guys so we touched all of our topics we've been here um an hour and 30 minutes well not yet but in a couple of seconds so um let's say our goodbye so jp where can they find you you can find me here in the cardboard cave but more importantly where can they find you christopher 
can find me over at my Twitch once in a while, Crisscross13, and she can find me here on the Cardboard Cave podcast and, you know, interacting with us on our social media. Okay, Orengo, where can the people find you? Uh, you guys can find me here talking about beautiful and horrific Wizards of the Coast things. You can find me at The Movie Guy with John, where we talk about movies. You can find me at Cinemas Podcast, uh, where I talk about indie and artsy-fartsy film stuff. You can find me with John at Subtitles Required, where we talk about artsy-fartsy international stuff. And you can find me at XVM Richford with the guys at After School Club and Cine Nerds. But most importantly, just Google my name because I make movies. John. <laughs> yes. So you guys can find me at all my social media as um, Real In Films. So I post movie news and as well my reviews for films and series. The most recent one that I did is for Cobra Kai. Um, if you guys want to go to realinfilms.com as well, you can find me at the Movie Guy podcast. Um, and I think I uh, haven't chosen a date yet, uh, but I will be reviewing for the Up, Up, Left, Right um, podcast, the movie Tekken. So I'm going to be crying um, with this 0% Rotten Tomato score video game adaptation um, in the movie guys so I will be posting this that in the next few days as well with Orengo at subtitles required um, that our recent episode it's still up we haven't started this year yet uh, with our new um, episode but we will and as well here at the cardboard cave that we will bring more content for you uh, sadly we still haven't gotten our meeting settled in yet <laughs> but our recent uh, past episode was really fun but it was our commander game that was really long but it was fun so if you guys want to watch it it's available on our um, YouTube channel and as well on our Facebook page so people that are watching us still you guys remember follow us in all of our social media in the chat is our link tree so just click it and you have all of our social media available for you to enjoy so we will see you next wednesday or probably this friday with a commander night anything can happen so see you guys in the next